welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest topics in the sewing community. I'm Amanda Carestio. I'm Meg Healy. And I'm Kate Seinard. Today on the podcast, we're talking about a slightly different type of sewing than normal, bag sewing. Then we'll get into the kind of projects that we'd like to sew, but haven't yet because they intimidate us. We'll share a little something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something too. But before we dive into bag sewing, let's do a little check-in. How was your guys' weekend? What what you guys been up to? Oh, well, I had a fun and exciting adventure over the weekend. Uh, we had a local sewing show going on. Oh, nice. I went by myself on Friday and managed to spend uh, something around $12, which was, you know, pretty good job. Didn't spend too much. Didn't buy any fabric. Um, Then my husband wanted to go again with me the next day. So we went back and he, I want to emphasize. husband. He spent about $120. What? (laughs) He bought bought like two and a half yards of wool for like suit trousers. And then. Oh, that's so cute. And then he got some, uh, we have an embroidery machine um, and he's trying to work on this project. So he got a bunch of uh, water soluble stabilizer. And so I'm sitting here like $12 me, 12 times 10. For you. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's how it's going to be. <laughs> that's oh, awesome. That's funny. Yeah. That's so great. And he looks at me as we're as we're walking away from the wool booth. He looks at me. He's like, this is going to be on the podcast, isn't it? And I'm like, yep. now it is. <laughs> yes, it is. What did you get for $12? Um, I got actually several things. I got a, a little pair of embroidery snips with ladybugs on them because they're adorable. And Aww. some iron-on patches. And then uh, this one, this one place that does trims was selling these prepackaged trims. So I got twenty five yards of pink beaded fringe for five dollars. What I know. <laughs> Do you know what would look so cute if you ended up making from last um, week's episode that pink lace? If you did make like a caftan kimono with like a pink fringe yes. on it, oh, I need that to would see be... if they'll coordinate. Yeah, see if they're like the same pink. Oh my gosh! Oh. My gosh, this that might have so to happen. Okay. <laughs> I love that. How about you, Thank Amanda? You. Um, it was a good weekend. I did a little bit of thrifting and found some um thrifted fabric, which I don't know, I haven't had much luck with that recently. So that was a nice, nice score. Did a little bit of hiking, dyed some fabric. Um, it was kind of it was kind of a good, well rounded weekend, um, with lots of crafty stuff on the side. How about you, Meg? Well, I was talking to you guys about this earlier. Most exciting news. Super excited. Yes. We have grown our little bunny family Family. here in our household. (laughs) Yeah. So over the weekend, this bunny that we had had our eye on um, just came up for adoption. So we had a bunny meet and greet at the shelter. We're trying to pair bond our big bunny with a, yeah, a little lady, a little girl bunny who was abandoned and she was brought into the shelter. We just just couldn't um, stop thinking about her because she's a similar size to our big bunny. So on the, the larger size and she's a female, so it's easier to bond opposite sexes. And so we're just kind of, we brought her home last night and it's just, it's really exciting. So, yeah, all I the, love that all the so bunny much. Feel, so, so good. and in yeah. case anybody is worrying, like I did, the bunnies are fixed, so there will not be baby oh, bunnies. Yes. Oh my god! You gosh. know, I did have I that question. Yeah, no, that's I the wondered first if thing that I was part Meg. of the goal. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. is it another boy? She's like, no, it's a lady. I'm like, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's just recovering. She just got fixed on uh, the end of last week, so she still has some stitches, so she's just kind of taking it easy. So, yeah, I sewed... Yeah, I need to sew her a little blankie. I sewed bunny oh, one yes, out of Shannon do. fabrics that he loves. And so I have some pink ones. So now I'm going to sew her a little oh, girl blanket. Perfect. It's like I have now a little boy and a little girl. Oh, it's so it's so exciting. And so now when I'm sewing, Bunny won't bug me. He'd like just headbutt my foot a couple seconds ago. So now they'll keep each other busy once they're bonded and they can leave me alone while I'm sewing and not get into get into mischief because what a large part of it is Julian was saying is um, a bored bunny is a destructive bunny. And so when they're not bonded, they can be get bored more easily. So now once they have a little friend, then he won't destroy things of mine in my studio and around the loft. So 
I'm just like so excited. So so um, cute. So yeah. uh, pictures, Instagram. Yes, directly yes, to yes, us. Yes. However you want to see pictures, <laughs> but I yeah. bet I bet the listeners are going to want to see some pictures too. So oh yes, definitely share the whole process on on my Instagram for sure. All right, well, let's get started now that we've talked about the exciting news. So we usually <laughs> talk about sewing garments, but today we want to talk sewing bags. Uh, I personally started sewing bags about two years ago, and honestly, the experience of sewing bags for me is so intense that I need to take like a long break in between them. Like I make jokes that I sew one a year, though that's not entirely accurate. Um, but then I always feel really satisfied when I finished a new bag. So um, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that experience. And I was going to ask if you sew bags, but I think I already know that question, the answer to that question for both of you. I think both of you are yeses. So let's mm-hmm. skip right to what type of bags do you well, actually no? Let's talk. Tell us your bag sewing experience. Tell us where you're coming from. Amanda? All right. Um, I have <laughs> sewn a couple bags. I've, you know, I was thinking about this and I've actually sewn a lot of bags for our magazines. I've sewn mm-hmm. um, a couple for uh, Creative Machine Embroidery and had little embroidered elements on them and a couple for Sew It All magazine. Um, so I end up, I don't know if I pick them or they they come to me. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> um, but I've also sewn a couple for myself. Um I don't I don't do it too often, but mm-hmm. um, but I really like doing it. I mean, I think it's it, it's definitely challenging in a different way. It is mm-hmm. like a different mm-hmm. dimension. It's like, right. you know, the 3D aspects and it things oh, don't yeah. really don't make sense. And then you turn them right side out and everything's perfect. And um, but I, I kind of like the challenge, but definitely not all the time. Like mm-hmm. definitely need a bit of a break in between. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm, Hey, how about mm -hmm. you? You have a kind of cool story, don't you? Yeah. So when I was in fashion school in the summers in between uh, years, we did internships. And so two uh, out of the three summers um, for four months, I worked in a custom purse shop. And so they did custom purses and bags. It was like a purse party. And I worked on cutting and sewing them uh, every day for, for the summer. So I have sewn uh, so many bags. Probably the reason why I haven't sewn one. And I can't even remember the last time <laughs> got I your sewed fill. one. Uh, yeah. So we were sewed every, everything from like clutches. And I even helped design a few new to the collection. So people would go to a purse party or they'd come in and they'd see a template of a bag. Each um, bag was named after like a city or something. And then they'd pick the exterior fabric and then the lining and then how many if they wanted to add on a pocket. And so it was like a custom built purse. So I work. It was I. I learned so, so much from that. And they had even really cool industrial specialty, like um, sewing machines that really sewed through lots of thick like Mm -hmm. vinyls. And we didn't use any real, real leather or anything. It was all vinyl and lots of canvas, but then the canvas had to be like double interface. So some days I was on interfacing duty. I interfaced (laughs) for eight hours straight. Uh. Yep. I have done yeah. that for something entirely different. Yeah. I'll tell you that <laughs> So I actually found like a fun little, there was like some newspaper clippings from my time. I even sewed one of the bags that was featured that I'll share with you guys definitely in the show notes. It's funny. And I was also the purse model too. Oh, yes. <laughs> in some of the campaigns. She had so much yeah. lots of hair. hats. <laughs> oh, I had all my, all my hair then. I don't know what happened to it, but <laughs> I just can't grow it like I used to. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of my experience. I, I I think when we were talking about this topic, it really got me thinking. I, I really want to sew one again. I haven't even sewn and I have so much knowledge and experience back there. I just need to dig it, dig it back out. <laughs> yes, exactly. What about you, Amanda? What kind of bags do you like to sew? You know, kind of the same, my same approach to garment sewing. Mm-hmm. I kind of get a feeling a little guilty, like, man, I should really challenge myself and mm-hmm. sew sew something super technical, but really I don't buy like super involved bags I really like tote bags I really like mm-hmm. um got into kind of a backpack sewing kick there for a little bit yeah you made one for your husband didn't you? yeah I did, and my mom I remember that mm-hmm. two for me because that's how it works one for Ruby yeah um, one for I one have, for you two for me <laughs> exactly but um but I, yeah I tend to go pretty basic you know I don't I'm not really big on a bazillion pockets and zippers yeah. because I just tend to 
you know, I think that's supposed to help you stay organized, but it's the exact opposite for me. Like uh, I will just, mm-hmm. yes, I will just mm-hmm. lose stuff. So I tend to, I tend to go pretty simple. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I decided when I when I decide to start sewing bags, I decide to pick a uh, well, it's probably intermediate level instead of starting with something easy. Um, I grabbed the Sugar and Spice by Chris W Designs, which I loved, and made it, and then hacked it a little bit because I like crossbody bags, and it wasn't, and that was a mistake because it has two straps. It's a shoulder bag, and so I had two crossbody straps, and that was a mess. Um, but the purse itself was very cute. And then I kind of, I've almost devolved since then. Um, I've, I think I've made one other that was about that complicated since then, but I've kind of moved back to simpler stuff. And mm-hmm. last last year I did just like a simple tote um, and I've done some, you know, fancier purses. But I, unlike you, feel very strongly about my pockets. I need to have two, at least two slip pockets and one zipper pocket interiorly and probably at least one zipper pocket and at least one slip pocket on the exterior. So yeah. I'm super picky. It has to be crossbody. So I'm like super picky about my <laughs> patterns now. And I might just have to start drafting my own. And like what? Like two patterns? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> Maybe two, or three one or two that I can do. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, it's Little Moo Designs. They're in Australia and they have the abstract tote bag, um, which is the one I'm currently using, but it's starting to wear out. So I need to make another one. Um, yeah, so I tend to do not super fancy, but, uh, I do go for a little bit more complicated because if I'm going to carry it, I want it to do what I want it to do. Um, so what do you guys think are the biggest challenges about sewing bags? I don't know. I mean, I definitely think it's kind of that leap of faith you have to take when you're trying to follow the instructions Mm because it just is. Sometimes it just does not make sense until mm-hmm. you, you know, you do yep. it. Uh, right. But I think maybe if you, you know, if I were to sew a lot of bags, that probably wouldn't happen as often mm-hmm. because I'd kind of get more into that zone. Um, I do think that <clears throat> occasionally I have trouble with all the layers, you know, like yeah. I, I think um, yeah. I've had machines in the past who will, that will just sew through anything. Um, and my current yeah. machine is like. A little testy um, if it gets, you know, up in that, like, five, six layer range. Um, yeah. I definitely break a lot of needles. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's it for me. I mean, I think there are some fabrics that can be a little challenging to sew with. But that's also kind of why I like sewing bags because right. you can kind mm-hmm. of get out of um, the norm and you know, bring in something with mm-hmm. a little bling or some... Um, shimmery metallics or something like that. So, um, but I, yeah, I think it's just leap of faith and dealing with lots of layers. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely like the thickness that can mm-hmm. happen between all the, la- and, and if you're doing a strap in the seam and to, it, it can, it can get a, so much. Uh, so that's kind of one of definitely. the hurdles that I would struggle with. Yeah. Going forward. Yeah. As you were talking, Amanda, I realized that my machine has uh, needed to go into the repair shop twice um, in the past three years, and both of them was were because I was sewing a bag on them. Mm-hmm. I, I, oh, yeah. I'm not gonna say it broke the machine quite, but threw some stuff off, and needed, yeah, I needed to take it into off. the shop um, for sure. Um, I agree totally on the layers, and also for me, um, I find that there are certain moments of both layers and like tight corners and little spaces because you do sometimes, especially down there, if you're like sewing on a separate base um, and with just when you're getting into that box dimension, when you're getting that last layer on, it's always like sticking up in some weird direction and you're trying to kind of wedge it around your sewing machine arm or not let it hit you in the head and not let it get caught on the sewing machine. Um, What's the thingy that goes up up and down? Is it called the arm? Well, anyway, the thing that goes up and down on your sewing machine, <laughs> if you've got one that sticks out like I yeah. do on my old sewing machine, it, you know, that can get caught on your stuff. Um, so to me, that's that's one of the big things that always that always grabs me. But you mentioned material, Amanda. Mm-hmm, you talked mm-hmm. about material, like liking to sew with different sorts of things. Like what? Give us some examples. Some examples. I mean, I think I also I think. For bags, I tend to be pretty good at scrap busting and stash busting. Mm. You know, I feel like yeah, if totally. I've got 
some denim left over or some twill, anything that's got a little bit of heavier weight or some canvas for that matter. Um, I do occasionally sew with vinyl, and mm-hmm. I I have a sewing tip for that. Um, when we talk bag sewing tips, so I'll share that. But um, kind of have a love hate relationship with vinyl. I mean, I definitely mm-hmm. like the look that it gives and the durability, but man, it is not that much fun to sew with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I've it's also not. Um, you know delved a little bit into cork, which I really love. Oh, yes. Um, Because I think it's, again, it's got that, like, I don't know. I I guess with bags, it's kind of fun because you can do more textured stuff and and stuff that has just a little bit more, I don't know, qualities to it. Yeah, and and you're actually looking for stuff with a really stiff hand. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's what you can use that for because you can't use, there are very few things garment-wise, that you can use a really stiff fabric for. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I always joke about someday I'm going to make a cork sit. I'm going to make a corset of cork. I think you should. <gasps> but Oh, my gosh. That would be so Rainbow cute. metallic cork. Rainbow metallic cork. I've got a, I've got a square meter of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I always make that joke. But um, that's about the only thing I could think of that garment-wise that I could use cork for other than, like, mm-hmm. little trim bits or something on a jacket. Mm-hmm. So uh, my my expanses of cork that I'm slowly developing. Um, those are all meant for bags someday in some situation. I don't always know mm-hmm. which ones or where or what. Yeah, the, that's why it's, yeah, it is a really good stash buster if you have some leftover from, yeah, pair of jeans or anything, just make a bag to it for sure. Yeah, I like vinyl. I'm, I keep thinking back to, there was this one vinyl, black vinyl clutch that I made um, when I was working at the purse shop and I wore it to two weddings. Uh, I brought it, not wore it. I carried it to, <laughs> yeah. to two weddings. I went to this like past summer. Uh, so it really, it stood up the test of yeah. time and I love it. And so, so now you need to, get to some vinyl. remake it yeah, in lime green. I do. Lime green and Italian lace. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but I also love pat like, outdoor furniture like coated canvases mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah. if you go Wax to like the canvas. if you just yeah. turn the corner into the 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 home decor section of the fabric store it's like a whole new world exactly <laughs> that's where you got my pineapple fa- fabric for my pineapple oh, yeah? purse it was, nice. it was outdoor fabric and i'm like this has got to be a purse I, oh my gosh totally totally yeah but i like I like a canvas or, or a vinyl for, for a bag. Guys, I'm really getting inspired inspired to make a bag right now. Awesome. I know, this, me too. This you know, is and really I, fun. I totally don't do this, but I should. Like I feel like bags, like you might as well have fun with it and pick kind of a wacky fabric or totally. something, you know, that you wouldn't oh, yeah. It's kind of like a jacket. You can kind of get away with something that's a little bit louder than your average mm-hmm. everyday thing that you wear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't do that. I should. <laughs> I like everyday bags. You guys, you know this about me. Yes. Well, and it's good to ha- well, I know I haven't had an everyday bag in st- uh, since I started making my own. I always I I mean, I used to be pretty neutral and now I'm just like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be pulling out the rainbow fabric or the rainbow metallic cork or the pretty little rose gold hearts that go with the rose gold cork. <laughs> I, I I sew with a lot of cork now. Um, but yeah. I know there's like so, there needs to be a sew frosting for bags because I feel like totally you know I even if I have um, like a nice outfit like I'll date I'll sew something for date night but I don't ever think about the bag and then I'll just end up taking my like regular everyday bag because um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have anything that's like super fancy so. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's going on my list now. Yeah, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Wait, are you the type of people you do you carry everything in your bag, or do you just have like the essentials? Like, there's some people, like some friends, I go out and I just know like whatever I need, they like have it in their bag. They're like, oh, it's down here somewhere. Are you <laughs> what? What type of bag carrier are you guys? Um, I am 100 percent a person who will fill up whatever I have. So oh, that's, really? I have yeah. to be, I have to be careful about the size of my bags. Because oh. if I am not careful, then, well, like the one I'm carrying right now is a little bit bigger than I would probably have chosen if I had known because it's awfully heavy. And uh, oh, no. so next time I make the pattern, I've I've already done the pattern alteration. I'm going to take like two or three inches off of it to just make it a little shorter and a little uh-huh. bit less 
uh, uh, voluminous with what it will take into it because if I have that space, I will put something in. You'll fill it. Yeah, I'll fill it. So I'm kind of a minimalist now. We, I mean, I carried a diaper bag for so long. Oh, right. Now I'm like. Sorry, kid number three, I'm just going to bring a diaper for you and you'll be okay. You know, like <laughs> I'm past the take everything with you. Um, yeah, I didn't even the... consider for mom yeah. like all yeah. of the stuff that you need. Yeah. But they do. Apparently, somebody makes diaper bags now that kind of look like purses. Yeah, so exactly. So you don't look so much like Actually, your... Berta has a really cute diaper bag pattern. I bet they do. Uh, they came out with, I think la- last year. It's super, super cute. Um, yeah, that just reminded me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for me I just keep like I just have my phone, like a lip yeah. gloss and my wallet and like that's it cuz I switch bags often and since I walk everywhere I don't have a car, I need like a light bag. So I'm usually like carrying groceries or or something yeah. or whatever. So. I remember those days when I was young and carried a light purse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. Gosh. So I've mentioned I've mentioned two of my favorite bag patterns, um, and I'll go ahead and link those in the show notes as well. Uh, do you guys have any particular favorites that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, the ones that I've made most recently, I mentioned the Desmond Roll Top Backpack by Taylor Taylor is um, this great little. It's kind of has. Um, it's kind of unisex. Like I made one for my husband. I made one for my mom. Um, and it has a little bit of like kind of an outdoor flavor because the top rolls down and you um, strap it in place. But it's just really pretty basic and straightforward. And I really, really love it. And I've made it. Um, the ones I've made for myself were in this lightweight wool um, from Pendleton. So it has kind of a nice mm-hmm. um, almost like a blanket vibe to it. And the other was actually made from a blanket. I found this really cool um, kind of nubby woven blanket from the thrift store and I was like oh my gosh I found this amazing hand woven blanket and I'm gonna cut it up and turn it into a backpack and then I found the (laughs) Ikea tag it was hilarious it was definitely just an Ikea blanket it wasn't that super special but it turned into a really cool bag and it's got um just got a, a cool vibe to it so i um nice i do i kind of like repurposing fabrics for bags too i guess um mm-hmm. the other one that i've made recently is the oberlin tote by clum house um or clum house i'm not sure i'll have to look that up um but it is a really great size tote it's not too huge um but it is big enough for like a little notebook and um things you know it it, it is pretty substantial um, I got a really cute little kit for it that had the leather straps included. So, and I think the leather straps just kind of make it more, I don't know, it, it seems kind of special. I used some Pendleton scraps for it, some wool. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I feel like totes are one of those things that I'm really tempted to try to draft my own. But every, but every time I do it, the um the dimensions aren't right you know and oh, the no? ratio is not right so i feel like well i mean that's why i love the um oberlin tote cuz like dimensions are perfect it's the you perfect just amount know, of yeah. width to height i don't know it's just every time i i do my own totes and i box the corners and it's like bigger at the top than it is on the bottom and it's just like i don't know you'd think something like that would be super simple but um i think it's deceptively not at least that's mm-hmm. been my experience so those are my two current faves. How about you, Meg? Hmm. Well, I don't really have a favorite now since I haven't sewn a bag in a million <laughs> gazillion years. And the, the clutch that I've been, I was talking about and I've been wearing, it was just a self-drafted little clutch. I don't even, couldn't even imagine where the pattern was for that. But um, I really am loving that little triangle purse from that Berta issue. I wrote that like three dimensional um, pyramid one. Yeah. And and CME, my now trending column, I didn't, I did a, I wrote about that bag and um, how you can like embroider one side of it. And it's just like a cute little bag. And I, I think I, I want to have that on my list uh, to make. It's just, I need more like going out. Exactly. That makes sometimes when I'm for that, just going, you know, grab a drink with the girls. Like I don't need to bring, too much stuff or I want, you know, sometimes for me, it's like when I go out and it's not my every day, I don't like a crossbody 
bag to mess with my outfit. It's like, go, mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's very just like this strap going right across. What if you ha- it alters your neckline and everything? So, <laughs> And sometimes when it's hot out and you get sweaty and in between, like <laughs> it gets, it like rubs and there's like the, the fabric rubs off in your shirt and like it's just like a whole mess. So I want to make a little carry bag. <laughs> I no, agree. I mean, I think I'm kind of, I have not ever been really into clutches, mostly because I can't imagine like having to hold something in my hand. Like it doesn't right. seem super practical, yeah. but I also feel like, you know, a little wrist strap. You yeah. Can yeah. A wrist strap is super, easily. super key. Yeah. Super key. Well, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm super lazy and I hate it when purses go sliding off my shoulder. So crossbody all the way. I don't even care yeah. how sweaty it is. You maybe have convinced me next time I go out for something fancy. And I do actually Mm -hmm. have a a little clutch I take on on fancy stuff. So there you go. All right, Amanda, let's hear your bag sewing tip. (laughs) It's my one tip, you guys. Um, I was a real doubter when it came to the whole tape on the bottom of the foot. um, Oh, yeah. Sewing vinyl. And Mm -hmm. I did it. And it is. Pretty life-changing. Um, totally. It really, really works. And I think that my machine was much, much happier about the whole scenario. Um, so basically, you just put two little pieces of tape on either side of your um, presser foot on the mm-hmm. underside. And it's really counterintuitive um, because I would have thought that it would have um, it would slip even more. But it yeah. really feeds it through um, nice and evenly. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There you Good go. to know that works. I have a little tip, too, for making your bags look less home-sewn or, you know, handmade to make them look um, professional is to really dive into hardware. Like, get D-rings, get those, and just even loop your strap around and use snaps and rivets and grommets to weave. through. Like, don't be afraid of hardware. It really makes the bag look really professional. Absolutely. I agree. And there's so much, there's such a better selection now than there's ever been. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're comfortable ordering online. They have, they have, sometimes you can find kits that are meant to go with patterns and they have all the hardware you need for a pattern right in this little kit. And all the different finishes. So many different finishes. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I will Mm -hmm. say on the same note, um, rivets are your friend, especially like like with, with, with pork. Because uh, let me tell you, on my cork bag, the stitching came out a long time ago, and it is the rivets that are holding that bag, that <laughs> strap still on. Um, right, so, totally. Yeah, rivets. Rivets are awesome. Um, big fan of them, and yeah, yeah, I like hammering stuff. And my general philosophy with yes. bags, it's not really, a t- it's not really a tip so much as. Um, Take a deep breath. If you're getting frustrated, it's okay to walk away and come back a little bit later once you've calmed down, because that's what I always have to do when I'm getting to those moments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And no darts to sew. I hate sewing darts (laughs) in garments. (laughs) Actually, you could have darts in bags. I've seen some. Yeah. I think we have one in... So news that's got some darts. Yes, we do. It's a really cute. Oh, I want to um, make that one. It's so cute. Linen oh. and leather ruffle purse. It's, oh, um, I will not be making that. I hate darts so much that so a bag is like a nice. <laughs> it's a nice. It's a nice break. break. Well, this one's cute. It's yeah. coral too. So. You get a look at this purse. You might change your mind. It's the, oh, the just, leather part is okay. The <laughs> we won't part, even show you. The leather part is the ruffle, and it's just it's super pretty. Okay, okay. So one last thing before we move on from bags is uh, we all sat down yesterday and took the uh, a quiz on pop sugar called "Which Classic Designer Bag Are You?" And we will link to that in the show notes uh, if you want to take that quiz too. But I want to run over everybody's uh, answers. What'd you guys get, Meg? Well, I was super happy that I got the one pictured is green, but I got the Hermes Birkin, which uh, I hope I hope to have one day. I mean, I probably never will, but (laughs) like glamour becomes you, girlfriend. You love luxury items and statement pieces. If it's limited edition, it's you. You appreciate a healthy dose of sparkle and shine and have an appreciation for Kardashian style, which I kind of do. So I thought that was. Yes, that sounds like spot on you. (laughs) (laughs) And what color is it? It's green. It's green. The one pictured, yeah. The Perfect. one pictured, yeah. Amanda, what'd you get? I got the Louis Vuitton Speedy, which Ooh. 
Um, I don't have the actual description right in front of me, but it was kind of boring. Like, <laughs> no, you like a uniform, which is kind of true, but it was very practical. It's kind of like the kind of a doctor bag shape, mm-hmm. um, but kind of goes with everything. So you don't have to switch it out a whole bunch. And um, but I do like it. I mean, I don't know if it feels like it embodies my spirit. But it's not my it's not my spirit bag, but um, spirit bag. It is, um, you know, it's yeah. I'm okay. I like it. How about you, Kate? Well, I actually also got the Louis Vuitton Speedy. Oh, um, which was very funny to me because um, the only knockoff bag that I have ever owned in my life was a gift that somebody gave me because it had cherry prints all over it. But it was the Louis Vuitton. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was a Speedy, but it was in that same sort of shape. Uh, that had a cherry print over the, you know, fake Louis Vuitton stuff. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, there you go, apparently. <laughs> so funny. So that's my oh, uh, that's my story. I love a good I quiz. Love, I love quizzes like this. Oh, when, I, when I was younger, there was so many online that you could do, like, who's your, like, I don't know, just ideal, like, boyfriend. They do all, like, the ones from all the teen movies. Oh, I just love a good quiz. Yeah. I still have I still have a problem with, uh, oh, I did one the other day that was How Evil Is Your Cat? Um, oh, my and gosh. I t- and I took it three <laughs> times. I, t- I took it for each of my cats. <laughs> We've just been doing, like, Harry Potter, like, the houses, Hogwarts oh, houses yeah. quizzes. Oh, house. oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Or it's like, what kind of chocolate bar are you? They're just... Oh, so Which two I mean, Disney princesses are you a combination of? Yeah, oh, my gosh. We could one. go on and on. Yeah. Yes, we could. Okay, so we're all we're all uh, quiz dorks. I just... Uh, I'm glad that I know this now. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. Well, I just wanted we to are. mention, too, that everybody who's listening, please take a look and um, keep an eye on our Instagram feed between now and next episode because... We are going to give away a few of our favorite bag patterns there. So um, follow us there at So Intel Pod. That's right. And yeah, we'll we'll um, we'll be sharing our faves, and hopefully, you will be a winner. I think bags are one of those things that people sew and love, or don't sew and purchase instead. And I just want to say that's okay. No judgment there. Um, Absolutely no judgment. No judgment. I've heard a lot of people say that they don't sew bags because they can't get the look of store-bought. You know, whether it's a fabric thing or a hardware thing, um, you know, I I don't really know, but I totally understand that. And I think bags are kind of in a category where of of things that people either, they they either sew or they don't, but there's a lot of other things in there. So I kind of, I, I know where you guys stand on bags, but I wanted to hear a little bit about um, some of the other things in this category. So let's start with jeans. Do you sew them or buy them? I buy my jeans. Um, to be perfectly honest, it has taken me so many years to find a, a pair of jeans that fits me well, a, a style of jeans that fit me well. And um, I'm still working on finding a pant, uh, on drafting my pants pattern and making it fit me and look good. So um, for something that I wear as often as I wear jeans, Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm just going to go and spend the 30 bucks or whatever at Target and get the jeans I like and go back as soon as they start to wear out and get another pair exactly like them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mostly buy my jeans. I've made a couple in the past that I've liked. I just they just so time consuming. Um, but for special jeans, I make them, but mostly I buy them. Yeah, I was in I was in that camp. I totally didn't get it. And then I made a couple pairs of jeans um, and I love it. I mean, I, I think I love it cause it slows me down a little bit and it's a little bit more of an involved. That's true. Project. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you're working with like a stretched denim sizing, isn't too hard, you know, you've mm-hmm. got a little bit of, um, wiggle room there. So I, I, yes on the jeans for me. Uh, what about hats? Have you guys sewn a lot of hats or any hats at all? <laughs> I don't know if I've sewn a hat before. Oh, so sewing is not necessarily how I think of hat making. Um right. I have yeah. I have sewn a I have sewn a beret before, I'm sure of that. Um I think I made a witch's hat once when I was being Alphaba um for Halloween. Nice from uh, Wicked. Mm-hmm. Um but I did take a crafts class when I was in college and we had a whole millinery section 
And so I know how to block a hat. And, um, and oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's really fun. And it's really interesting process. Um, so and I and I have made like a, a fancy felt cloche that did involve some sewing, um, but more uh, more blocking and sizing and that sort of thing. So not a whole lot of hat sewing. Like I haven't made a baseball cap like I know you have, Amanda, mm-hmm. um, but not entirely a no either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sewing that baseball cap for creative machine embroidery was so fun. I really, and I, you know, it's super scrap friendly. Is there a pattern for that? Um, It was, I think I used, I used a style arc pattern and I got uh, someone to send like the insert for the bill. Um, Uh So, you know, there are, there's a little bit of like special equipment and I do Mm -hmm. feel like there's, um, it was a little tricky on the sewing machine, just kind of getting into the, Mm -hmm. the tight places Similarly um, to bags. Exactly. But it was really, it was super fun. And I, um, I mean, I've crocheted a ton of hats, but oh, yeah, I well. do, I did love the, um, the kind of the bucket hat, um, kind of on the trends list. It was, it was on a couple that I had seen and I, I, I don't know about the, you know, the bucket hat, but definitely like I have a sun hat on the brain and I've seen a couple patterns out there that are kind of tempting mm-hmm. me because you definitely need that kind of sun protection out here in Colorado. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to look at my bookshelf and see if I can find my uh, hat patterning book and uh, bring it in and see if you uh, can find anything in there that's mm-hmm. useful for you. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I'll probably just stick to buying them. I mean, it would be nice to make one, but I'm not like dying to make one. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. just continue to buy them. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say too that just like thinking through this list and bags in particular, um, these all kind of require specific materials that are a little bit harder to source. And I think, you know, that is probably a big barrier for me. Mm -hmm. Like the harder it is to find, um, probably the less likely I am to do it. Cause it's, I don't know. I feel like I might, it might be an impulse thing for me. Like never, never sewn a a bra, but I'm going to, I need to do it right now. And if I don't do it right, then maybe I'll lose the inspiration, which brings me to bras. Have you guys sewn bras for yourself i have not and at the at the moment i have no plans to do so um it's just a little a little bit more fidgety than i want to deal Mm -hmm. with right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i make sports bras i like making those for myself um because those are really good out of lots of scrap spandex i panel together lots of little pieces and yeah, so I, I've only tried to make, not for myself, for my cousin's wedding, I made her a bodysuit with a built-in bra that had the underwire and the pat and wow. everything like that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. involved. So that was a real challenge for me. So I know I know how to do it, and I it's on my list. And I'm lucky to live near um, Hamilton, which actually has a bra-making supply store. I know. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So, Mm-hmm. I think even Pattern Review did a, a Canada trip and they went there. She, uh, I forget who owns it, but she's um, well known in the community and that's her shop. And I've been meaning to go there. It's only about an hour from Toronto. So yeah, it's on my list definitely to do. I love that. What about swimsuits? I have some, I bought some fabric. That's about as far as I got. I was, I couldn't sleep the other night and looked at some um, patterns but yeah, that's I haven't made any major strides since. You know, um, I have not sewn a swimsuit, and as with bras, I feel like it's maybe a little bit more fiddly than I am interested in doing. Um, I've sewn some stuff that's probably similar when I was in the theater. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about the theater is that the audience is never real close. So you don't have mm-hmm. to get things perfect mm-hmm. the way I feel like I would have to do if I were sewing a swimsuit for myself. On the other hand, it is very difficult to fit a swimsuit to myself because my proportions are kind of funny. Yeah, same um, here. I've got wide hips for my top. And so. Um, if I find something that fits on the bottom, it doesn't always fit on the top. So maybe I should uh, maybe I should start thinking about making myself a bathing suit so I can make it fit mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I have uh, a course, a sew along on mm, online. I can link to it. I show how to draft a cool from the plus size swimsuit sloper. Oh my gosh, tongue twister. That is. <laughs> um, it's it's like an off the shoulder with a flounce. So I'm actually Cute. really comfortable. I actually don't buy swimsuits. I only make my own swimsuits. 
I don't wear any store-bought ones. Well, so that's that something makes, I only, uh, yeah, I only make. That makes a lot of sense because they mm-hmm. are so expensive. Oh, I they're mean, so expensive. That's, and they require such little fabric. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to cross that off the list. Oh, I think um, you guys have talked me into it. Do it. Ah, do okay, it. last last one. I want to talk about T-shirts because hmm. for a while there, I was like, you know, I'm not not T-shirts. I'm not going to um, spend my time doing that. I can I can buy them in the store. They last okay. Um, and then I got all gung-ho with T-shirts um, because, you know, it is really hard to find perfect one that fits you. It's yeah. the style that you want because it's, it's actually a pretty um, – there's a lot of variables that go into T-shirts, um, you know, neckline – the fit, the sleeve totally. length, how the sleeve, mm-hmm. you know, the type of sleeve and the fabric. Clingy. Absolutely. Like, oh, I hate a clingy. But now, but now I'm kind of like headed back the other direction, mostly because I don't know, I can't find the colors of fabric that I want. Not sure what it is that I want, but I I don't I don't know. I don't see you're it. Not, you're not finding the right fabric. Yeah, I'm not finding all the ugly colors that I really love, <laughs> like the the brownjes and the muddy Dijons. They oh just, my gosh, the you know, they're probably Dijons. out there. But um, those those what I like for sure. So I don't know. How about you guys? Tees? Yes or no? Um, I don't really wear t-shirts, so I don't no. really buy or make them. Yeah. I uh, I do wear T-shirts, at least I wear them on the weekends, but I have to be honest, 95% of the T-shirts I wear are graphic tees, mm-hmm. and they're some sort of, they they belong with some sort of property they, that I enjoy. They're like Marvel or Star Wars or um, Ruby or something like that, and so mm-hmm. um, mostly I buy those because I, that's how I get them. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, there, I have made a couple um, with embroidery designs, but those were purchased T-shirts. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I usually buy them, though yeah. I, I'm totally open to sewing them if the right fabric comes along. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, you guys. I feel yeah. like um, we're all kind of inspired now. Mm-hmm. At least I am. Yeah. I just want to say one more thing that I added to the list, which I am just if you guys ever I'm sure you have Jessica, who makes shoes on her Instagram stories. I am just absolutely blown away. And it's something that I would just love to. It's not, there is some sewing involved, but I just, it's just mind blowing and amazing. Uh, I agree. I have been trying to figure out there aren't any um, shoe classes in the Denver area that I know of. And if you know of one, let me know because um, there's another gal. I can't remember her name, but I can link to her account. She has, um, she sells kits for sandals, which I think is nice. like a good place to start for shoes. Mm-hmm. But I am definitely, I would, I, I would want to take a class, I think. Oh, um, yeah. But that I'm definitely here for shoes. Yeah, totally. All right. Thanks, you guys. Okay, shoes and swimsuits and maybe a bra for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe a swimsuit. That's, I think, the only thing I just put on my That's list. That's all we here. got. That's I mean, I got you for shoes, but <laughs> yeah. Oh well, let's get into some sojo now. That oh, yes. Now that if we have any left, we all want to. We're all inspired to make I bags and undies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what is your sojo today, Kate? Um. Well, I I think most of my sojo is inspired by this episode now. But nice. before we started talking. Um, I noted down my current project is the uh, Berta style dress. It's uh, number 127 from August of 2015, and I'm almost done with this dress. Um, I spent a lot of time working on it a couple weeks ago, and then I ran into a snag, uh, not a literal one, just I got a little confused about how certain part of it was, how the collar and, and it has a little capelet was supposed to go on. And I'm like, hmm. I'm putting this down and walking away. And I came back to it this uh, earlier today and I'm like, okay, I think I figured out what the problem is. So I think I know what I need to do now. And if I can get this, this collar on or this jacket on and this not jacket, sorry, this little capelet on and then the collar facing and then hem it, then it will be done. And then I, oh, I have to tack my zipper tape too. And then I can try it on and hopefully it actually fits. And if it does and looks good, it is going to Vienna to meet with me to hopefully go to the opera in. Awesome. Nice. Wow. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? What's your sojo? Well, I think that I've mentioned it already, but I 
I finished up my leopard print jumpsuit. Oh <gasps> my gosh. You? I did. I'm um, in love with it. I I will put some pictures up for everybody. And I just have to say that um, this was the Amy jumpsuit by Closet Case Patterns. And I, I think, was the biggest jumpsuit hater for so long. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm practical. Um, and I just... It was not. It was not a must-have for me. It was yeah. like kind. It just seemed kind of silly. But yeah. of course, of course, of course, I have completely changed my mind. I love the jumpsuit. Good. It's gonna be. Um, it's nice and roomy, and it'll be comfortable um, for the summer. And I'm totally gonna layer it up um, with um, layers underneath and a little sweater. And I, I'm gonna make a lot more this summer because. I think it, maybe it'll be my new uniform. I hope it goes with my Louis Vuitton oh my uh, speedy <laughs> bag. Probably does. Well, Probably I can't does. wait to see it. It's 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 something. It's pretty special. I definitely like jumped on in there with the leopard print. So I think the next one might be a little bit more subtle. But um, I'm all in. Nice. Finally. Well, my sojo is that I might have found my new TNT. Uh, I've Yay. cut it out my th- third of the pants that I made for my March mashup there. I made them. I just posted. I made my first ones in that banana leaf print and the fit is just so bang on. And I love the height and like the length of it and the way that it fits around like, and they're so comfy that I've cut out so many. I've already made a pair in like a lightweight denim and I'm making a pair in a green linen and I'll have this banana leaf print and I just love it. So that's just my sojo and they're going to be my summer Meg pants. Meg has a TNT. Yeah. I got And they're pants. Yeah. Yay pants. I'm, yeah. They are so cute. Awesome. Yeah. Those banana leaf those pants oh were my amazing. Gosh. Yeah, so and good. I made a matching crop top, and I just love this pattern. Um, it fits really well for me, so I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, going to just sew another one of those. <laughs> oh. New buddy and new TNT. I know. It's been a good Everything's week, Everything's coming up Meg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can just jump in into our last segment, which is Sew and Tell. And last week, we asked you what your favorite stash busting technique is. So I'll read our first comment from Instagram, Sierra Burrell. She said, I've been making underwear out of my knit scraps, and it's been amazing. Even if I can only cut out the liner portion, it gets used immediately. I love that. I, I really like that. Yeah, it's a it's a good idea, especially since it really does take very small scraps. And mm-hmm. I might have to start a long way. I might have to start stealing that one. Yeah. All right. Um, another comment came in from Ricky Sows on Instagram. She said. We moved to a bigger apartment a few years ago, and I donated so much stuff, including fabric. A lot of the stuff was when I first really ventured into garment sewing over 10 years ago. Some stuff I had to ask myself, what was I thinking when I bought this? <laughs> I had a feeling. I've gotten far more mindful as time goes on, mostly because I don't have the space to get carried away. Also, having three small children limits my sewing time. I still purchase new fabric and patterns, like today with money from my mom for my birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. But I'm much more selective. I like to think my taste has improved, too. I'm not sure it has. Oh, my gosh. I'm totally feeling this gal. Like, that's birthday (laughs) money from her mom for fabric. She's got three kids. Not yeah, a lot of time wait. to sew. Amanda, did you write this? Oh, I didn't, <laughs> but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to um, connect with this gal. We're on the same wavelength for sure. Um, all right. So for our uh, question for this episode, um, we're going to ask, "What is your best bag sewing tip?" Um, we had a couple for you, and hopefully, you've got some for us too. We yeah, to share them for sure. Um, and mm-hmm. we, I also wanted to just. Um, highlight the most amazing review comment we got on iTunes. Um, And just as a reminder that we love getting feedback and these Mm -hmm. reviews um, help us out a lot in terms of our podcast rankings and all of that. So, um, but this one was particularly heartwarming and kind of like a good reminder of like, this is why we do what we do. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. one got us in the feels for sure. This is from Patty Tidwell. Thank you so much, Patty. It's called so much fun. I have followed Meg Healy for years on Berta Style, and she is an example of 
It's not what you're asking, it's who's doing the asking. Even the opening music fits her sunny personality. (laughs) Meg, Kate, and Amanda bring wonderfully contrasting styles and backgrounds to this inspiring show. I love them. They remind me of my daughters. That's so sweet. Keep up the good work, ladies. And Meg, your DIY wedding sounds super fabulous. Your guests will feel well-loved. Absolutely. Super fabulous. Thank you so much, Patty. Yes, that was such such a wonderful thing to read today. Mm -hmm. So make sure to leave us a comment. Yes. Because we love it and it makes us happy. Um, And you don't have to leave us nice comments, though. It really makes us a lot happier when they're nice comments. Yeah, constructive feedback. I mean, we're, we're soists. We can handle it. We can definitely handle it. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. And yeah, uh, that was a fun episode. Yes, it guys. was. Yes, Got to sew some bags now. Yeah, tell us about the bags you're sewing. Give us some feedback. And yeah, uh, share your favorite patterns too. Ooh, Always yeah. in the mood for more patterns for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, mm-hmm. and give us those bag tips. Yes. Thanks again. And Thank happy you. Stitching. Happy stitching, everybody. Happy stitching. For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at SewDaily.com slash SewAndTell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at SewAndTellPodcast at FWMedia.com or visit us on Instagram at SewAndTellPod. Answer the SewAndTell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of F&W Media Studios. It is produced by Meg Healy, Amanda Caristio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our consulting producer is Ron Doyle, our audio engineer and editor is Kevin Mitchell, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. Ever wonder what it's like to raise sheep or how that wool becomes a skein that you buy? Maybe you've dreamt about having your own yarn shop or designing patterns that end up in magazines. How does a magazine even happen anyways? I'm Allison Korleski, host of Fiber Nation, a knitting podcast that goes beyond knitting. From family farms in the American heartland to a woman's cooperative in Afghanistan, each episode of Fiber Nation explores what connects us as knitters and makers. I'll be telling in-depth stories about designers and dyers, shepherds and spinners, publishers and pathfinders. And of course, we'll be talking about sheep. If you're like me, a self-described knitting nerd and fiber geek, subscribe to Fiber Nation on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen.